except for a couple guests who may not have been here for uh, several uh, weeks, I have a question for you that is, are, are you getting anything out of the signs series? Because, you know, there's a couple people who complain and a couple people who, uh, who say it's really great, but the, the, the largest majority is the silent majority. So I'm just making sure this is actually helpful for you uh, as we finish up our two, uh, this, I think it's an eight-week series, what we planned, uh, just two more weeks to go, uh, talking today about the no U-turn sign, and, uh, and then next week about yielding, uh, which is a wonderful message to share too, but, um, and that will close out our series, but I hope it's been very helpful to you. I, I would remind you of this. I can't, well, I, I can't speak for Pastor Nancy, but as we've been writing these things, or at least as I've been writing these uh, sign series sermons, sorry for the alliteration, um, <laughs> they, they have a way of getting under your skin. I don't know if it comes off like that when we're sharing it with you, or by nature of what the topic is, that it just gets under your skin sometimes. I'm hoping it does, because if it doesn't, I'm the only one that's experiencing that, and that's a little scary. But uh, I hope you're finding that um, God's finding his way into your life, and uh, not just in some superficial way, but yes, it's a, we're talking about a sign, but really our spiritual life is a, uh, a huge part of who we are, and I'm hoping that God is doing something uh, within you as we do this. We're going to talk about back to church in a couple weeks and making invitations, and we're going to be far. It's going to feel like signs is, a, is long gone, but I'm hoping it's been helpful to you. We, we, we hope it's been helpful to you. There's a challenge, especially today, uh, and I'd like to speak about that challenge, again, using the no U-turn sign. Uh, I don't think there's anything more annoying than a bad driver trying to do U-turn. Anybody agree with me? Yeah, it's terrible, especially the ones who want to do it on the highway, right? Because there you are, traveling at 70 miles an hour, and some Yahoo, that's the word I was looking for earlier, some Yahoo decides that they are privileged enough to make a turn into one of those, you know, you know the cut-ins uh, for a police officer or a, another an emergency vehicle, and, they, and every car behind them screeches to a halt, and they turn into that thing, and then as the, the, the original line of traffic begins to start again, then they pull into the other lane, and they screw up that lane too. It's terrible. It's, and, you know, it's such a danger, and, and so uh, uh, we, there's so much risk involved in it that um, I thought maybe we would talk about that. When you do an illegal U-turn, when we do a U-turn that says no U-turn, where it says no U-turn, we really put ourselves at risk, and we put others at risk too. They're legal in Pennsylvania, by the way, right? You know that, right? U-turns. They're legal in Pennsylvania. You just can't do it where that sign is hanging. And how many of you have seen somebody do that anyway? Yeah. Sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, surely it was not you. <laughs> but surely it was, it was there and you saw, some, and you saw somebody do it. Um, the, the point is this. Sometimes, uh, and I think in our walk of faith, U-turns are allowed. But when it says no U-turn, it means no U-turn. <laughs> there are reasons for that. I want to go through three, I would like to go through three 
um, examples of when U-turns are actually allowed and then, or they might be appropriate, and then a couple when they're not. The whole point is to make sure that we understand that when we talk about no U-turn, that's what the scripture is all about today. We'll get to that in a minute. But let me start with three reasons why you might take a U-turn and why it might be okay, maybe, to do it then. I think it's kind of, it's a question mark. It might be okay, it might not be okay. But here's, here's where I think when U-turns are allowed. Number one, when we've discovered that we are going the wrong way. <laughs> when you figure out you're going the wrong way, turn around. <laughs> Why go headlong into a car? You know, it just doesn't make sense, right? So sometimes when we are go when we're clearly just going the wrong way, we need to turn around. Brothers and sisters, that's called sin, right? It's a very much a, a very base part of who we are as a people of faith is understanding our own sin, understanding why Christ came, but, uh, but understanding that we fall into that every now and then. And Somehow we've got to get our way out of it. You know what the way out is? Thank you. Who's that? Thank you. Yes, appreciate that. U-turn. You have to do a U-turn. Sin takes you away from God. A U-turn, when we realize we're going the wrong way, does what? Faces you back toward God. We're going to run into it. If you haven't run into it yet, don't worry, it's out there. <laughs> There's grace enough. But uh, the, the correct action is to make a U-turn, okay? Turn back to God. Those are allowed and encouraged. So that's the first point. When we're going the wrong way, make a U-turn. Two, when the road becomes impassable or blocked. This one's a little bit more, um, a, a, a little more difficult. Actually, you know, it doesn't look like it's difficult there. I mean, how, how are you supposed to get around a huge tree in your way, you know? Go ahead. You can, ram, you can ram your car into the tree as much as you want, but the tree's not going anywhere, right? So why? You know, may, may, maybe that way is blocked, listen, for a reason. I don't know. You know what? Pastor Nancy preached it last week, a couple weeks ago. Maybe something like that. Uh, it's, uh, when, when we were... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what she said. I don't want to blow it. Sorry. Um, but when she said... Um, Oh, I'll find it, and I'll, I'll get it to you. It, it, it was about, it was, it, it was all about saying, you know, like, maybe, maybe, don't go, see, don't go that way, because maybe God's trying to protect you from something. That's, okay, that's really, sorry, that's a very loose paraphrase, but where are we going? Okay. Two ways to respond to a blocked road. You can either go around Try to keep going if you want, I guess, or just turn around. Just do the U-turn. Here's the thing. Sometimes we think we're supposed to keep going, you know? All those hard chargers, you, you guys out and, and, and gals out there who are, you know, you're just all gung-ho for it, and you're not going to let anything stop you to get through where you need to go, and you're just going to push forward, even through all the nonsense. And you know what? If you have to cut a huge tree like that down, then you'll take 8,000 hours to do it, and you're going to get through there. Well, listen, sometimes God blocks your path. Do you ever think about that? I know we want to think that God will make a way where there seems to be no way, right? Well, sometimes God puts a big, huge tree in your way. Why? To do what Pastor Nancy said a couple weeks ago, to protect you from something, to keep you from further harm, to keep you from going somewhere you're not supposed to go. Sometimes 
God wants you to turn around. Just don't go this way. God may not be calling us to push through all of the time. Maybe that's not the honorable thing to do. Maybe the honorable thing to do is go, oh, what's probably a reason why this big, huge tree is here. I think I'll just turn around. <laughs> when we're going the wrong way, make a U-turn. When the road becomes impassable, most of the time, or blocked, maybe in our spiritual lives, maybe that's God's doing. You have to have some discernment there, but maybe that might be time to go back. Okay? And that's not from a sinful standpoint. Just go back. Just don't go that way because God is trying to protect you. And third, when we're lost, when we are truly lost, the greatest chance of becoming found is doing a U-turn. Why? Because you will find yourself if you left a little bit of a trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> okay? If you don't know where you are, you look to the front or the left or the right, the only place you actually know where you have been is behind you. And sometimes, listen, sometimes... It's okay to turn around and get your bearings. Like, I'm like, I don't know where I am now, but, you know, if I took a step back and got a different perspective, maybe I'd be able to find my way through that a little bit better. These are all negotiable, I think, okay? Maybe turn around, maybe not. What I'm saying is sometimes it's okay to do that. I think it's okay to do that. There's something more familiar about what's behind us that's, than what's in front of us. And, it's, and, and it's, it, it is easier if you leave yourself something there uh, so, that you can, so that you know where you've come from. You know what? The, most, the healthiest people, you know, God says give and forget. You know, the healthiest people understand that forget doesn't mean forget where you came from. It just means whatever's in the past doesn't apply to you now, so forget it. Just forget about it because it doesn't make a, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't tell you who you are now or who God wants you to be in the future. Forgive? Yes, that's important. Forget? You don't have to, for, you don't have to forget it. It, it. it becomes a grounding point if it's, you know, if you've worked through it, it becomes a grounding point for you. You have to learn from the past. So those are three examples, I think, of, you know, uh, when maybe a U-turn is okay. But there are other examples of when it's not okay to do a U-turn, and as I said before, that's what the scripture is about today. How many of you know the story of Exodus? The Exodus of, okay, a few of you in the church, good, know the Exodus, it's good. How many of you seen the Charlton Heston film, Ten Commandments? Even more of you there, good. You know what? Less time in front of the TV, more here in the pew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but wonderful film, Charlton Heston is... Um, I was going to say is my hero, but that's not true. He's not my hero. Um, he's a good actor, though. Um, maybe you've watched The Prince of Egypt, right? Maybe you watched that 50 times with the people that, are, that you care for or something like that. Uh, most of these retellings of the story uh, make it to the crossing of the Red Sea, right? We know we, we, we find Pharaoh, you know, uh, Moses finally gets Pharaoh to let him go, and, and they leave, and they get to the, the edge of the Red Sea, and that's where the stuff begins. But Today I want you to think about two um, snapshots that were read to you, that uh, Bob read to you, about 
What happens after that? It's not long after that, but there are very, very important stories after that, and they'll both speak to this issue of, of U-turning or not U-turning, that sort of thing, okay? Uh, in each of these instances of Scripture, these freshly emancipated Hebrews have just been released from 400 years of slavery, but there's a problem. All they knew for 400 years was slavery in Egypt, and now they are no longer in Egypt, and they are no longer slaves. They are now in the wilderness, and they don't know what to do. They're scared out of their uh, sandals. Right. They're very scared. They're being chased by Pharaoh's army. They don't have what they need. There's no food in each of those instances. Those, that, that was true. But here's the main problem. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what the future looks like. The best they have is the word of Moses, which they don't really trust anyway. And because they don't know where they're going, they do not know the future. The things behind them start looking more appealing. 400 years of slavery, that's right. Look more appealing than what God might do in their future. It looks better than what could be, whatever could be in front of them. Here's number, number one reason not to take a U-turn, because we think it's better behind us than in front of us. And I'll tell you what, it's not true. Hard to trust, hard to believe, but it's not, it's not true. The best is not behind us. The best is in front of us. I know I won't convince you just because I preach it. But deep, you, you know, consider it. Sit in, a, sit in a corner for a few minutes and say, is that, is that true? And you'll find out that God's promises are much more powerful than your past. Many times, especially in the series, Pastor Nancy has encouraged us to keep looking forward, to stay on the narrow path, to keep our eyes not on the temporary but on the eternal. And I certainly concur. You probably do too. We have seen people on their deathbeds who, with fear in their eyes for what they don't know, they wonder if there's a heaven. They, they're just hoping with this, you know, clingy sort of hope that God is immensely bigger than their worst mistake and his love is farther reaching than the stars because they don't think they're lovable. But with some assurance, they eventually rest in those truths. But the point is this, fear is a strong motivator. When we don't know or trust or believe what's in front of us, we will try to turn back. Fear of the unknown can make us want to do a U-turn. Fear makes us ask this one question in particular that stops us in our tracks, and that is this question. What if? So let me fill it out for you. You probably have some what ifs. What if it doesn't work? What if it falls apart? What if it doesn't turn out to be everything it's supposed to be? What if, what if, what if, what if that happens? What if this happens? And when we ask what if questions, they're never positive. Rarely are they positive. We never ask, well, 
what if my life will increase by 500 times the joy that I have now? We don't ask what if questions like that. We ask what if questions uh, uh, to help us or, or our, our nature um, has us ask what if questions to try to get us to turn back to say, I don't know if you want to go that direction. Uh, you don't even know what's there, but what if, what if? What if is negative and it's usually not true. They're just assumptions. They're just our brains trying to play tricks on us. Here's what the Israelites said to Moses. Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? <laughs> Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? I mean, they were just fine with dying as slaves. What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We told you, Moses. We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Really? Really? They were saying, what if we die here? As in, I have the lousiest idea of what could possibly happen out here in the desert that I could possibly have. What if we die here? Well, what if God blesses you out here? What if Moses is right? What if great things are about to happen? What if those things? But that's what fear does to you. It makes you think the best is behind you, not in front of you. The story goes that, indeed, the best is in front of us. But when you fear the future, you cling to the past or the present, and in either case, we will never know God's full blessing. Fear of the unknown is not a good reason to do a U-turn. No U-turn, says God. Here's another thing they said to Moses. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. <laughs> there we sat around pots of filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted, but now you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Here's reason number two not to take a U-turn, because we don't understand or believe in a future that has God in it. I'm going to say that again, because we don't understand or believe in a future that has God in it. Not only did the Israelites fear the future, they wanted to die in the place they once were slaves in the past. The real problem with these complaining Israelites at this time uh, in this section is not that they were hungry. They were asking for food. They thought they were just going to die because they had no food. That really wasn't the problem. It's that they couldn't get past themselves they, and, and their own subjective look about what reality was for them. All they could see around them was no food, no future, no hope, I mean, that was their reality. And so they lived into that reality. And so they complained to Moses, why have you brought us out here? I just wish you would just go back to Egypt and die. That sounds like a wonderful plan. That's going to be better than what it was. Sure. All they saw was lack of food or what they needed. There was no thought given once again to something beyond the temporary, beyond themselves to give themselves to. They based their future on the present and what they were experiencing in the present was not having what they needed. Case closed. There was no chance it could be any different. That was it. 
You know anybody like that? Stuck in their own circumstances? You don't have to say yourself, but some of you were there. I know a guy, you know what his name is? You don't want to guess? Andy is his name. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, I have these issues too. I think we all do at some point and to some level. But sometimes you just feel like you're stuck. Where are you supposed to go? What, is, this, is, this what, is, this re, is this really what God wants for me? Is this, the, like the, is this everything that God wants for me? I mean, sh should I be looking for m more? Or should I just settle for what's behind me? You know, sometimes in life we just get stuck. And it's okay. <laughs> you just can't stay there. Right? Everybody, I think... I'm making an assumption. Maybe not everybody. 99.9% .9 of you probably have felt that way one time or the other. So you might as well make a U-turn. At least the expectations are known back where you came from. However terribly low those expectations are, like dying as a slave for the Hebrews. And to that, God says, no U-turn. You might be spinning your wheels. You might feel like you can't get any traction. That doesn't mean you're supposed to turn around. It just simply means you have to find traction. Figure it out. There's another time when U-turns are allowed, so go back to that. Okay, those are two examples of when you shouldn't. Uh, go back to the one where one where U-turn is allowed, but this one is not performed by you. It's not a U-turn that you get to do. It is God's U-turn. God does U-turns too. Did you know that? God does a U-turn and comes back to us when in the course of following him through this life, we stumble and fall. Now, if you don't stumble and fall, you could just take a nap. But I'm telling you, God does a U-turn when this happens. And listen, he doesn't come back to kick us when we're down. He doesn't come back to scold us and let us know what a terrible thing we did or, you know, situation you've caused or whatever. That's not how God works. God doesn't function like that. And if you need a, an example of how he doesn't function like that, then look no further than Christ. Instead, he stoops down, he tends to our wounds, he uh, talks us through our bruised egos, he takes our hand, he picks us up, he dusts us off, and with a smile and a hug, he encourages us to walk on into the future that he has prepared. And that's no God as a softy. I mean, that's God's character. That's who he is. David Peterson, the former pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Spokane, Washington, told about a time when he was preparing a sermon, and his little daughter came in, and he said, Daddy, can we play? And he answered, I'm awfully sorry, sweetheart, but I'm right in the middle of finishing my sermon. In about an hour, I can play, said uh, Pastor David. And she said, okay, when you're finished, Daddy, I'm going to give you a great big hug. And he said, well, I look forward to that. Thank you very much. And she went to the door. But then she did a U-turn, and she came right back and gave Pastor David this 
bone-breaking chiropractic hug. <laughs> and David said to her, baby, you said you were going to give me a hug after I finished. And she answered, Daddy, I just wanted you to know what you have to look forward to. Is God walking back to you? Running back to you? To remind you of something that you have forgotten? That you have something better to look forward to? Now, please listen carefully. Because I'm as human as, as all of you are. That's hard to do. It's hard to understand that God is walking back to you to pick you up and dust you off and to walk with you into the future that he's prepared But he says this, and I think it's clear in the scripture today. Don't do the U-turn. Don't run away. Resist the urge to turn back. Have courage. Trust. Believe. Have faith. If you will stay in the fight, says Kyle Eidelman in his book, Don't Give Up, if you will stay the course and not do a U-turn, no matter how compelled you are to turn around and run back to that seemingly safe place you once were, we will find that God will give us his very self. In your loneliness, you may discover God's presence. In your fear, you may discover his peace. In your weakness, you may discover his strength. In your pain, you may discover his purpose. In your shame, you may discover his grace. And brother or sister, in the deepest, darkest place of who you are that no one else will ever see because you would never, ever show them that, even in dark, that dark place, you will see God's light because the scripture also says this, for even the deepest darkness is light to God. Hang in there. Don't give up. The past is the past and the best is in front of us. So says God. Trust, believe, no you turns. Amen.